Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Alright, we recording? As far as I know, yes. I'm recording my track, but that's all. I just did a refresh and it's still incrementing. Alright, sounds good. Alright, let's get started then. Alright. Let's get started then. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And Andy. Hey. Hey. Hey, now. Yeah. Hey, now. Uh, it's the core group this week, huh? Yep. We've been getting a lot of lot of uh, guest hosts, but yeah. A lot of requests uh, for the core group. <laughs> Actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is episode 162. Pilot Classification Part 2, the Listener Edition. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Part 1 was a hit. Part so one much of a hit. Awesome. Yeah, so much of a hit that <laughs> our listeners wrote in, and we have enough content to do a Part 2. So this is all going to be the listeners' take on the pilot classification. So so it'll be interesting to see what uh, what our listeners have for us. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, and we also got something new for a new segment for this uh, for the podcast that we're going to be introducing, which we'll we'll kind of go over in a little bit, kind of keep you in suspense. Make sure you listen to the whole thing, huh? Yes. <laughs> All right, so let's check with everyone's week. Uh, who'd like to go first? I can go first. Yeah, Kevin, you never go because I never go first. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I really didn't do any flying. I got to take a no fly for this weekend. But I did do virtual flying a ton of, uh, did a ton of simming, man. Nice. Had, uh, just like we were talking about last week with just getting more fluid with stuff and just, I keep just doing it more and more. And I'm actually getting the inverted backwards flying slightly more than I was before. It's still really something I have to concentrate on, but I'm finding my brain cells aren't concentrating like they used to. Maybe 99. Are concentrating on it instead of a hundred, so that's cool. I'm I'm seeing some progression, you know, which which I think is cool. Nice. We talked about having a night fly, and when we didn't, it got canceled due to high winds and stuff. I had prepared the the RA cores, the blue FO XL that I bought. You know, I pre- oh you got that ready. I prepared to get that ready. Yeah. Well, I I got nice. it partly ready. I I wanted to paint it. I wanted to do some um, more to the leds that i got i got that radiant strip that radiant setup and mm-hmm. uh dude it's it's gonna be ridiculous dude when you say it but in the meantime i did uh, a versa wing my original versa wing which i actually still have i think it's almost six years old now uh, i had leds on it and then when we went to one of the flight fests um i think 16 or something like that i had the one i did up like a ufo where i had the the night rider yeah. lights in the front and everything and yeah, then, and the spotlights on the bottom, which were awesome. Right, spotlights. And mm-hmm. I had, uh, you know, colored LEDs in the middle. So I decided, you know what, maybe I'll build another one of those for our club Nightfly event when we, you know, when we eventually have it. And, uh, you know, instead of doing what I did back in the day was I took the LEDs and I broke them up into like nine or ten segments and I just triggered them with an Arduino on each side. And I was like, I got to do something different. I got to step it up. So what I did was I started working on an intelligent LED integrated light controller uh, with Arduino programming. And it's the, um, it's basically you have a voltage high and low, uh, five volts, and then you have a data. Mm-hmm. So 
that controls all your RGB. So each LED is addressed. So yeah, I bought I bought the 144 in a meter, and it's way too condensed. They're like a millimeter apart. I mean, it looks great, but I don't know if I want to go that condensed. So I'm I'm getting another one in that's a little bit that maybe has 60 on it, like half that. Because with the added LEDs, you're going to have added amp draw. And, mm-hmm. like, if I turn all of these on at the same time, I could potentially draw, like, eight amps, I think, uh, which would suck during flight using the battery <laughs> pack, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you need to run a separate battery just for that then. Right. So, um, and I probably would never do that. But uh, so I started doing last night some programming with the Arduino. I just wanted to see if I could actually get this thing to work, you know, which I did. I had, like, proof of concept and. You know, there's more libraries out there. Any of our listeners that know Arduino knows that you can download libraries and then makes makes what you're trying to do a little bit easier. Like some people have sure. made it a one-step process instead of like a hundred-step process, which is really cool. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm interested in getting that together probably when I get those LEDs in because I didn't want to embed anything until I tried it out and you know see if it could work. My plan is to just have a little Arduino on board. I can plug in. I could change the sequences. I could do whatever I wanted, you know, after the fact. So that should work out great, man. And uh, that's it, man. That's all I've been doing. What have you guys been up to? Nice. Um, I guess I'll go next. So we went flying on this past Sunday, and it was a quite a lazy day to feel for me. I just kind of wanted to go out and and fly, but I was no rush. I've been dying to fly, but I was like, no rush to like get as many flights as possible in or anything like that. It's just, you know, so I went to the field and it was, uh, it was basically just Mike DeGenero there. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And then it was just me and Mike for most of the morning. And then around like one o'clock, one thirty, um, Devin and, and Rob showed up with Mike and, um, and Bill. 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 So, you know, you know, the later part of the day, we had a, you know, a good group of guys. But, um, you know, I was I got a new hack cam uh, that I got off of Amazon. And I want to give special thanks to Mike Reed for for posting that on on Facebook, which uh, I saw. And I was like, oh, that's exactly what I've been trying to find. Oh, so cool. I, I ended up purchasing that. I got it in two days from, you know, and I had it for the weekend. So I got a chance to record a bunch of videos of my flying. <laughs> this is how lazy of a day it is. It's like. You know, I get a bunch of videos on my Goblin 500, you know, a couple of videos on the uh, the Black Thunder and, uh, 700. And, like, my favorite helicopter, which is the Black Nitro, I just, like, forgot about it. <laughs> I just started flying the Black Nitro and never recorded a video. So, Jeez. And I had some really good flights with the Nitro, too. But I'm like, oh, man, after I came down, I was like, oh, I forgot. So, anyways, though, did some editing. I posted all those videos online and, and Facebook and stuff like that. So, it's all on a YouTube channel. But, yeah, I had a really good day flying and... I was, uh, even though it was a lazy day, I was kind of like just working on the on my my uh, what is it the New Year's resolution or my goals the New Year's goals right and I just you know I would like take off stand a helicopter on the tail and just start doing an inverted funnel you know and just keep on doing it and practicing it and and you know I would also do my other routine and other maneuvers that I like to do often but um, I try to at least in the flight do several different orientation of either inverted hurricanes or inverted funnels or upright hurricanes or upright funnels. Like just kind of, you know, throw a couple of them in the overall flight so I could kind of get used to doing that, right? Like not thinking about it, just kind of like fly from right to left, left to right, and just boop, 
Yeah. Let's do a hurricane. Let's do a funnel, you know? Um, and then try to link some of the funnels, right? Try to go from uh, an upright tail down to an inverted, you know, tail down, right? Like how you just transition, just kind of tilt the heli back and go the other way. So doing figure eights that way. So I was practicing that a little bit. And um, I'm getting a lot more comfortable. There's still definitely orientations that I am not comfortable. Like I cannot, like, I don't even have, let's say, the balls to just do it. You know, like all these other maneuvers, I'm just like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. There's backwards, for some reason, upright, backwards, clockwise. I can't do. I'm still used to doing counterclockwise. And when I do clockwise, the helicopter's knife edge and fall into the ground. Like, I'm just like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> so I guess that that's part of that pyramid, the unconscious or mm-hmm. yeah. the, whatever the bottom one is. That I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I, you know, and I don't realize how to do it. Right. I don't know how to do it. So, uh, so there's a couple things I need to definitely sim and, and work on. So I did do a little bit of simming this past, uh, weekend and past week. So hopefully I'll keep at it. And this weekend coming up, if I do fly, which I think I plan on flying, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a try and try to work on those uncomfortable, um, you know, orientations. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Andy? Uh, well, I didn't do any amount of simming because, once again, I suck. Uh. But I did get out and fly a little bit. I was flying my 516, and the tail was acting weird. Like it was kicking out like it needed more pre-comp, right? Okay. I was like, well, that's weird. It wasn't doing that before. So I just keep <laughs> flying around. It's like it just yeah. keeps getting worse and worse. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I landed and I take it over the bench and I can't even move the tail. Like I can move the the stick both ways and the tail just barely moves. Like what the hell is going on here? It's like it was binding kind of. So I was like, that's weird. So I unplug it. I could move it by hand. Like it was a little stiff, the the tail shaft and the, the pitch slider. It's like, well, I mean, it's a little stiff. That's weird. So I put a couple drops of oil on it just to get another flight in, thinking maybe the binding was causing it. Hmm. So I go and set it down, and I go to spool up, and it just starts spinning. Uh-oh. But it's spinning right rudder. I'm like, well, that's freaking weird. Like a locked full right rudder? Yeah. So, I, I mean, of course, I shut down just, you know, I, I got like an inch off the ground. It's spinning. So I, I hit throttle hold. And I go, I walk over there and I'm looking at it. And if I go full left rudder and let go of the stick, the tail just slowly moves full right rudder. Like it won't stay anywhere you put it. Oh, I've seen that before. With the model sitting on the ground. Yeah. So I'm like, that's really weird. So I I take it uh, and, well, I just quit because I was like, well, there's something clearly wrong. And uh, so let's see, the next couple days later, I put it on the bench here in the house and mm-hmm. start trying to diagnose. Well, the damn thing's working perfectly. So yeah. I don't know exactly what happened or what's going wrong. You've seen that before? Yeah, I've seen that happen. I think that happened with, to me. Uh, I've had it happen with the brain. I've had it happen with uh, 7200 B-Stacks. I think I've even had it happen. No, no, I haven't had it happen with Neo, though. But so, I've well, had it. This one's on the Neo. The V control on my five sixteen. Did you let it initialize? It almost sounds like yeah, you removed it before you. So no, that's no, when I've seen it. In fact, maybe I have seen it on the. I I, I don't know. I, I don't well, recall. What would cause 
me not to be able to move the servo. Like the servo was just had no power. And then, well, it had power, but because it was locked, if it had no power, yeah, you'd but be able before to move that, it, right? the the flight before that, like when I finished the flight with the tail not holding, set it down, I the servo would barely move the tail. You're sure the the lead wasn't coming out or anything like that, right? Yeah. Hmm. And then I I you know put a little oil on the shaft, put a new battery in, initialized it. And that's when it was going full right rudder and locking. Yeah, like I, I, I had I control, that. I would move it. Mm-hmm. But if I let go of the stick, it would just slowly move. It's not like it snapped over. It just yeah. slowly moved Yeah, over. just slowly, gradually, just right. like keep on. Like if you're right. just slowly moving right, right. right. I've seen it happen, and it's always been a, an initialization failure. So like I didn't, yeah. I moved the helicopter or whatever while I was initializing. Yeah. Or it just it failed to initialize. And then... I noticed that when, like, when you do your pre-flight check and you're like wiggle, wiggle, and you're like, wait a minute, I yeah. go left rudder and just slowly just pins itself to right rudder, like full lock, right. Right. and then and usually just reinitializing it will fix it. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure why that happens or why it shouldn't just like I, I don't know. I wish these like fly bottles units were a little bit smarter and like if it fails to initialize, it just doesn't work. Like it should give you a warning and not work and let you reinitialize. You know. Yeah, Instead of like, that's weird. I've never really had that happen before. So I, I, I tested screwing around with the servo and really didn't uh, like it was working. And yeah. that, I always hate that. Like, I hate when you can't find a problem. Mm-hmm. That when always drives me crazy. It. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So I stuck another spare servo in it that I already had. Mm-hmm. I, I just assumed that the servo went bad or the pot was wore out because it's a very old servo that I bought used. It's a torque, like a rebanded MKS from Outrage. They're not even made anymore. Okay. I bought it used, run it on my Protos for a good while, then run it on uh, 570 for a good while, and then mm-hmm. put it on the 516. It's got God knows how many flights now. Yeah. And the servo's like five years old, so... If it died, I really, that's fine. Like it's been through plenty, but it may still be good. I, you know, I don't know. I need to re, re do a little bit more checking, I guess. I've never seen that happen before. So it, it caught me off guard a little bit. Uh, that's kind of the only thing I did RC wise. It's been raining here a lot and I've just been hanging out. Not much happened. Okay. Cool. You want to go to the main topic? the main topic all right so i guess uh let's go into the main topic here yes the main, main topic. topic yeah not that andy's topic wasn't very nice and very main but i'm dying for this one yes. <laughs> for this main <laughs> me <topic>. too <laughs> all right so again with the disclaimer uh most pilots have multiple tendencies this list is not meant to be negative we all have a mixture of these tendencies listed. Um, and we should say these are tongue in cheek, so don't don't get too overly yeah, worried yeah. about it. This Sticks is all in good fun. Sticks and stones, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is all in fun and these are all just, you know, these are the listeners. So <laughs> yeah. you know, these are these are you, right? The folks that are listening right now. So <clears throat> And okay. I'm probably most of them. So if anybody's going to be offended, it's going to be me. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Uh, so, yeah, just, you know, I don't want anyone's feelings to get hurt because they feel like we're 
categorizing them or anything. So it's meant for satire. Lighten up, sit back, have a laugh. If your enjoy. feelings get hurt, just keep it to yourself. Nobody cares. You know who yeah. you are. Yeah, go do a lap. <laughs> go do a lap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do we got here? So from the flight test forums. Yes. Love it. I love this. Okay. So I'll let's uh, let's each uh, grab one and you know. So I'll start off with this first one, and then you guys can fight off once to do the second one. Okay. Um, D8VEH says the neat police, the safety officer, also known as the fun prevention officer. <laughs> Dude, I love that. <laughs> of course, from the flight test forums, you're going to have someone talking crap uh-huh. about the neat fair, right? The neat police, <laughs> the fun prevention officer. Yes. <laughs> so often, yes, there is usually a safety officer that's like, hey, can't fly this. You can't land your plane behind the flight line. And blah blah blah. Like, dude, calm down. If you hit one more person in the head with an airplane, well, that actually, <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't do that. That one, I'm actually like, come on, come on, Kevin. But that was you know? fun. <laughs> it was fun. It was hilarious at the moment. But don't be an FPO. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, who got the next one? You I take the next it. one, Kevin, because I really want this third one. Okay. All right. Uh, from our buddy Hill the Flyer, uh, Dave, he says, the scrapper, a person who crashes everything he brought to the field and repeats the process week after week, could also be combined with uh, the noble, the buyer, and the oh crap dude. Sit back and enjoy the carnage. Definitely a combination with the complainer. <laughs> I think I think that, I think that I don't think he wrote noble. I think that's the newbie. I think he just missed a no. Oh. Cause that's a N O B I E newbie, okay. yeah. Newbie. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. The, uh, thanks, Dave. The scrapper. Yeah. I I know. Um, dude, I I swear I f- I feel like I've been that guy, you know, for a couple of weeks. I think we were all that guy when we start out, right? Yeah. Phone plane. You, I mean, if you don't crash it every weekend, you go to the field. Then. Oh my god, wrong. dude! It was like I would crash on Saturday, and thanks to flight test, I would fix it on. Saturday night, and I'd be out there right. crashing it again Sunday. on Sunday mm-hmm. in the same plane. <laughs> Hell yep. yeah, man. Yep. That baby blender, man. I thought I was going to get arrested by Dyfus. I was putting that baby through so much shit. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, ready for the next one? Yep. Mm-hmm. Rocky Boy. Maybe he lives over there on Rocky Top, Kevin. On Rocky Top. <laughs> this is the overly excited puppy. He's like, dude, I'm so freaking excited about planes. I love them all. I'm going to get a jet, fly 200 miles an hour. Now I'm going to get a multi-rotor. I'm going to make it do search and rescue. Wait, how high do these go? How long does the battery last? Oh, I'm going to get in a hobby. I'm going to get 80-inch board for my first plane this afternoon. What's the best radio? What should I buy? <laughs> Nicely put. I like it. <laughs> That's yeah. I've, I've run into this guy for sure, man. Yeah. Usually it's a uh, it's a lot of the beginners not in the hobby yet, so they don't know the the struggles of the hobby yet. <laughs> oh yeah, you're absolutely yeah, right. They right. St- yeah, unfortunately they start out this way, and a month or two they get wore down to to normal. <laughs> yeah. like, I had a guy basically slap me because he we were talking about how do you look at the plane, you know, when it's coming towards you, and I told him, you know, with your ailerons, he's like, I have a lot of problems with my ailerons because I'm always doing it the wrong way because I'm. I'm thinking it's going away from me. And I said, uh-huh. well, you got to think of when it's coming towards you, it's propping up the table and the wing drops down. Just move the stick in that direction. And he, he, like, he slapped me in the shoulder or something. He was like, 
overly excited. He was like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. And I was like, dude, ow. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I gave you a tip. Why are you beating me up? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> like, I'm helping you. <laughs> I'm helping you. Stop hurting me. Yeah. So next one is from Slingshot, and it's the Dumpster Diver. Oh, boy. And he says, I've only seen one of these, but he was spectacular. <laughs> he pulled a demolished 99-inch balsa glider out of the trash can and then showed up the following week with the beautiful new glider. And uh, let's see here. Added by Hildefly, most often can be spotted slinking about in the evening at Flight Fest. Yes. I was just thinking about Flight Fest when yep. you are reading that. Because, yeah. I know someone some who's done something like that. Who's, yeah, who's yeah, no. Me? Do you remember there was I forgot what year it was. Fontac Pete. No, 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 no. Fontac Pete couldn't care less about any of that <laughs> stuff. He would just rather just, you know, have a good time and, you know, fly some planes. But um <laughs> He'll fly to the dumpster. <laughs> no, no, no. But it was uh what's his name? Um, you know. Come on. Kimo says, Yo, I got this plane bob out of the dumpster so many good parts in it and, and i was like oh okay. yes i do yep. do you remember that yeah <laughs> and i was like uh, it's a crash plane but because it was a spitfire that david built and he was like so excited because he had you know he idolized i guess wind or something so mm-hmm. yeah and yep. i was just like okay dude that's cool <laughs> <laughs> all right nice. moving on Okay, from Holly Fossil, characterized by their inability to keep abreast of current developments and refuse to believe that anything can be improved if it was not part of the hobby experience in their past. Their cry is quite distinct. I do it my way because it has always been done that way. No need to change anything as everything I do and say is correct, safe, and has been my way for ages. Other traits, unable to be taught anything, can be extremely combative and defensive in their way of doing things. Mm. We don't need no gyro. Yeah. yeah. That electric, oh my God. It should be nitro. Hey, it's not buddy. nitro. It ain't real. Sparkies with your gyros and your bullshit. Yeah, what, what is that? Where's your long antenna? You don't see your long antenna. What is that <laughs> oh, that's crap? Right. That's right. You know, I was thinking... <laughs> Who, I, I don't know this guy, but then when you, you better said go get antenna, your frequency pin, <laughs> you better put on that frequency pin. Yeah. <laughs> 72 okay, megahertz uh, is the only way to go. I never yeah. have any cutouts. Yeah. That's because nobody yeah, right. has them anymore. <laughs> You're the only guy on the planet. Well, now they don't, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a great one. All right. So these are now coming from Facebook. So you want to take that next one, Andy? The first sure. One? From Jason Klein. Yeah, right. The short attention span guy. <laughs> Every time he shows up to the field, he has a new plane or planes. Often crashes. Shows up the next week with a different plane. Mm. Nice. Do we know anyone like that? I know. I'm trying to think. I know guys that have the. Uh, maybe this is one of them that's coming up. I don't know, but uh, I know we have guys at our club that have an extensive collection, and so they can yeah. show up with a different one. But that's different than like. That's like different than someone, going through a plane every week, I think. Yeah, like yeah. someone getting tired of a plane in one week and then saying, okay. Yeah. Uh, now, 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 there is someone who, uh, one of our friends that does quads, and at one moment he would like, every week he'd have a new quad because he, he thought the other one wasn't good enough. Yeah. 
Um, all right. We got another one from Jason Klein. And he says, uh, then there's elbow room. Yes, what's Where great. he puts a bird in the air, everyone else lands, both to protect their <laughs> birds and to be able to watch the flight, either for self-preservation or not wanting to miss the witnessing the crash. Uh, can often be a younger kid flying 3D all over the sky. Can be a guy whose control of his craft is often a 50-50 proposition. <laughs> proposition. Uh, can sometimes be that guy who builds unusual or weird birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third variant is also sometimes known as hold my beer and watch this. <laughs> I love it. Oh, love it. Yeah, I've knew a couple of those guys. Yeah, yeah. Usually after a couple of beers. <laughs> well, usually the ones that I watch out for are the uh, guy who's in control of his craft, his craft only a 50-50 proposition. Uh-huh. Most of the time, the ones that I land and watch out for, I'm I'm just I'm trying to duck, get out of the way because I know they're going to fly into the pits at some point. Yeah, Kevin, we had to, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, no. no but we we have folks. We know folks who are like, okay, he's going up. Let's all get behind a fence and watch. Yeah, there's right. a couple of guys that come to mind, um, but mm-hmm. one guy in particular is killing it nowadays, though, man. But yeah, he yeah, was, he was pretty sketchy. Uh, back Very in the day. sketchy when we first met him. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we're, yes. But, I know who exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> you I don't want to. I don't want to. You throw him under the bus or anything. But, no, yeah. you could call him. You know, you could call the elbow room guy or the I'm taking two steps back guy. I don't know. <laughs> you know how want to call it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. All right. And uh, we have another one from Jason who calls it the loyalist. Only ever brings one aircraft to the field. The same one every time. And he's bringing it, been bringing it to the field since the late Jurassic era. <laughs> no matter how dinged up or janky it may be, that's his plane, and that's what he flies. Often he has mastered the plane because of how many flights he's put on it, but also tends to fly the exact same routine like clockwork. Oh, man. Oh, I know someone With like that. With that last sentence, yeah, I definitely know someone like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got one from Mark Ritchie. Yeah, our our buddy from Down Under. Down Under. Uh, He says maybe we need a kamikaze category. You know that pilot who just drives them straight in every other weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've all been there for sure. I I know I definitely have been. Oh, I know. Yeah, with helicopters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think even with planes. Oh yeah, even with planes. I haven't been. Mm-hmm. I had no. Most idea. of my planes end up that way. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Nice. Okay, Cliff Lewis. There was one you left out off, and it's pronounced F E O E. Uh, pronounced just like that, Fioe, um, as it looks and stands for. I guess I, I mean I'll just curse. Fucking expert on everything. <laughs> yep. Oh, we know those guys. No, no, no. You're doing it wrong. You need to do this and this and this. This is the way you got to do you're, it. You're holding the transmitter wrong. Yeah. Why are you pointing it down? You're not supposed to point it down. You got to hold it with you a got, strap. You got to pinch the sticks. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Let me show you how it's done. You got to land from the right to the left, not the left to the right. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> if you don't know how to night fly, don't night fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't even learn how to night fly. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want you here. Yeah. What's the next one? Uh, our buddy Russell Bear. He sent one that he said the wanker, uh, which I'm sure 
down in Australia has a different meaning, or maybe mm-hmm. it doesn't. Uh, the one who says, let me get a pull on that or send it. Uh-huh. I think so, that's all of us, actually. No, I, I, could, I could think of one person that's very much the wanker, <laughs> and he has a nickname. He's such a wanker. You know, well, I mean, the wanker as far as not a, you know, I don't know what British people call everyone wankers, but to, to get a pull or send it, send it, constantly send it, you know, constantly mm-hmm. trying to drive people into the ground. Uh, well, right. wait a minute. When they're on the microphone or when they're not on the microphone? Well, matter. They don't need a microphone. <laughs> There's a few people I'm thinking of. Oh, now that you said that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on yeah, the yeah. microphone, I know a few people. And off the microphone, I know a few people. <laughs> you know. Oh, boy. So. All right, let's move to the next one. We got some guy named William Anthony. You ever heard of this dude? Yeah, Bill Ann. He played bass for Bill Ann. Didn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that was Michael Anthony. <laughs> he says, what is the classification where Rob McClellan builds and fixes your heli and Devin McClellan tunes it? Yeah, I'm that one. That's called the Bill so, Ann. It's called, called a Bill Ann. Or called, do uh, we have a good name for this? The thousand dollar bill? No, no, that's 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 another nickname for another whole reason. Um, how about this? How about the the lazy jerk? The, no, the lazy Susan. The lazy Susan. Yeah, yeah, sure, we could do that. The one that doesn't even want to work on their own helicopter, ever. <laughs> oh boy, love you, Bill. I feel, I feel like Bill deserves a little bit of a pass though, because even though he doesn't build or work on anything and rarely flies. He does video a lot of stuff, so he that's yeah. that's very valuable. In oh hell yeah, way. he does video yeah. a lot, and and when he's not at an event, he flies a lot. Like this past weekend, he flew a lot, and he's progressing a lot too. Yeah, so. he is. Yep. So you know, all all the stuff like I obviously we're joking around and, oh, and yeah. you know busting chops, but oh dude, the last time we were together and I saw him fly, I was like, dude, I can tell you've been doing something. He's like, I've been simming, mm-hmm. and I was like, I could tell, man. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's definitely getting better. Right. All right. Let's see who's next. Am I next? Mm. Yeah. Right. I'm next. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna. <laughs> I still don't know how to pronounce this last name. I can't name. remember least, either. I, yeah. It's uh, Darren Wines. Wayne's. We have Wayne's. Wayne's. Yeah. The Wines. Wayne's. Yeah. Darren Wayne's. He's gonna. Kill we have you, a guy <laughs> at our club that is a chair thief. <laughs> he never <laughs> brings his own chair to the field. So as soon as you get up to fly he sits down in your chair not sure if it's a real pilot category but it's sort of related and i think so dude hell yeah, yeah. The chair thief <laughs> that's you Devin. <laughs> no he's a heli thief he flies that's everyone else he's a heli thief and a chair oh thief. that's another one we did add huh what <laughs> who the brings hel- the helicopter to the field but always flies everyone else's <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh boy all right What's next? Ooh, this one's gonna be interesting because anything that comes out of this guy's mouth is pretty funny. Uh, who's going? Is it me? Yeah, you're second, right? Wesley D. Pennypacker. He said, <laughs> "Love this one. <laughs> Great show, guys. I love how you're mixing things up. I'd like to add a pilot classification. I call him the Charlie Brown. It seems like everything ends in disaster for this guy. If he was flying in the Mojave Desert, he'd find a pine tree to crash into. <laughs> Aileron reversed. Check." Prop on backwards? Absolutely. Fail safe only when he's flying inverted. This poor bastard could screw up a PB and J sandwich with a healthy mix of stupidity and bad luck. But he's back every weekend and ready to give it another try. Nice. The Charlie Brown. 
Yeah, I'm gonna like say AK the trooper. You know, like doesn't matter how bad everything goes, the the fact that he comes back every weekend to give it another try, he's a trooper. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, All right. He, and, he, and he's and he's there for probably the camaraderie and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That made me think of another one to add to this list. I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah. The absolutely. list, maybe. Think of another one. Yeah. What about the arborist? No matter where they fly, there could be one tree within <laughs> hundred miles, and they're going to hit the tree. Oh man! Yep. Sure. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And then, and by tree, we, you know, it could be any standing objects, right? Like it could be, yeah, uh, power lines or just whatever. They're going to hit it. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, flagpoles, you know. Yeah, light poles. Light poles. Yeah, yeah. Man. <laughs> and I was thinking about the guy, uh, the guy who showed up at our field the one time with the jet. The five hundred dollar jet. I don't even know if oh, he should have yeah, been flying F-16, that. Oh yeah, the F sixteen. Yeah, but it was his buddy that I would like label as, you know, some kind of classification where he lost the F sixteen in the woods, and we looked for. I think the three of us looked for like a half an hour, and his buddy gave up. His buddy was like, "Screw it, I'm I'm not going to go through the woods anymore." And me and the other guy kept looking for like another hour, and we finally found it. The guy finally yeah. found it. But yeah, I was like, all the way past where what we kind of friend it is that? It, 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 friends to the friendless? Or I don't know what you would call that guy. Hey, the not-so-friend friend. friend. <laughs> yeah. The you're-some-friend friend. friend. Yeah. yeah. How do you let your buddy freaking crash and not, you know, keep looking until it's found? Well, how about the opposite? That you and your friends help someone try to find a, an airplane for, like, hours. Oh, and then the next day, they're like, well, thanks for the help. I found it myself. Yeah. <laughs> really playing with fire, dude. I know. I know. <laughs> How about the firefighter? <laughs> or no. How about the hibachi? The guy who plays with fire every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't know where to quit it. <laughs> the, guy, the guy who pokes the bear every weekend. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, awesome. <laughs> okay. All right. So the next one, um, this is all for one person. So we'll, we'll still go through it. But this was an email sub, um, submission okay. from our good friend, Javier Moreno. Javier. Yeah. So uh, who, who ended the last one? That was, Me. Uh, Me. That was you, right? Yep. So, I guess Andy, I'm up. Yeah, take the first one. The first one is Garcia, pilot that goes all in for a certain aspect of the hobby, then drops it, and then goes all in on a different one. Example, helis, then drones. Also known as pulling a Garcia. <laughs> I don't think he listens to our show anymore. Oh my so. god! I know somebody who is listening. Robert's probably laughing his ass oh. off right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. Yes. Good call. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. The next one is uh, the collector, pilot that has several models and usually enjoys build aspect of the hobby. I think we kind of went over this. I feel like um, this was one of the ones that we've mentioned. They do a lot more building than the actual builder. flying. Yeah, the, build, the yeah. builder, right? From mm-hmm. our the original show, yeah. Yeah. Or you could be the collector and build a whole bunch of planes and also fly a whole bunch of planes. George Baker. Um, <laughs> yep. Um, you know, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, you're lucky if you got it like that shit. <laughs> I have to say, though, the collector, in my mind, uh, is probably the guy I bought the cap 232 from yeah yeah, and all the other planes right when i went down in his basement man his basement was filled floor to ceiling with airplanes like 
at least I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you how many he had. Like you know, they were all stacked with the wings off him up against the wall, and then he had boxes upon boxes of stuff not built. I mean, that to me is the collector. Probably enjoys building, but you know, how many lifetimes are you gonna have to waste to build all those models? I don't know. And you could also be like, like I I met this um that that Corsair I got right that I got you right you know and it was an older gentleman and like. I was surprised. Like he had many kits that were really old, that were unbuilt. Like they're pristine or brand new, you know. And like he must have gone and bought so much stuff over the time, yeah. and just never had the time to build it, you know. And and that's kind of a collector too. Like not even just a, not even who enjoys building it, but like who buys things and exactly does nothing with it, you know. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, the next one he has is the minimalist, a pilot that has a few models. Those he can be cl- those that. He can classify as beaters, and his goal is to keep costs down. He doesn't mind crashing, but when he does, he gets back in the air quickly. There's a lot of folks like that, and I feel like uh, the folks that are minimalists end up progressing very quickly in the hobby because they're not messing around with mm-hmm. new kits and a thousand kits. You know, like he he's just focused on the actual flying portion. Yep. Cool. All right, uh, Andy. The next one. Uh, the fanboy mm-hmm. pilot that not only has models of the same brand, but also swag and other items branded from his favorite. Like Can tools. we just call that uh, Javier? Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> oh, I think geez. this is a uh, um, autobiographical. <laughs> autobiographical, yeah, self-biographical, yes. Yes. I mean, I don't know. Some people call me a fanboy. I don't know. Yeah, I think you just got called the fanboy this week sometime. Uh, yeah, I think someone called me the fanboy. I think it was Wesley. Yeah, yeah, it was Wesley. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right. The next one is the Oracle pilot who has so much knowledge that his predictions about the future of the hobby becomes true. Oh, Hmm. I haven't met that guy yet. Who could that be? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Burt Kammer, the Oracle. (laughs) I got a comment about Burt, but... I don't know. Oh, geez. <laughs> edit point. Let me write this down. No, no, you don't have to edit this out. <laughs> I just find it funny that, um, like, Bert and Kyle, they both on their podcast, they're, like, talking about... Um, oh, I know where this is going. The beginner and, like, how beginners should start off with, like, a 500 or 550 size heli and a kit. And I just feel like, no, no. And maybe back when they started, it was like that. Not now. I think with the blade helicopters and stuff, you can get into the hobby without having to build something right off the bat, you know? Um, that it's probably easier to adopt just like a you know, Blade two thirty S and like get yourself flying, get used to flying, start learning the the aspects of the hobby that, you know, are not just apparent when you first get into it, right? Like Yeah. So, so like I feel like they're a little disconnected from what a beginner these days um, go through compared to what they've gone through back in those days. It was well, it's definitely a different time. 20 years since they were beginners. So, yeah. well, and Kyle yeah. Stacy was never a beginner. He was just born. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Born with freaking yeah. pure flips, right? Yeah. So, so um, he's like 22, down. three years old and he was a beginner 20 years ago. When yeah. He was two. Yeah. But like, that's, you know, that the, the hobby back then was way different, you know. We're talking about yeah, you know, if they're basing their opinion on you know their experience in the hobby, yeah, yes. definitely it's different. Yes. I mean, you got guys that learn how to do orientation with quads, not even with helicopters. 
Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, kids these fun. days spend two years simming. Right. And then they get their first helicopter and they're freaking pros. Like, you know, they're great. Yeah. Like, Ethan. You know, <laughs> Ethan, Devin. Devin. You know, Devin was like that. Like, there's a lot of kids that do that, you know? Yeah. So, but anyways, let's get back on topic here. Uh, what's the next one we got here, Kevin? Oh, the common Joe. The pilot, nice. who, the pilot who enjoys all aspects of the hobby. Uh, is usually not sponsored or with a few sponsorships, enjoys flying without buddies, and overall has fun. Vast majority of pilots fall into this classification. Yeah. I don't know anybody that really enjoys flying without people, but... No, it says flying out with buddies. Oh, I thought it was flying without. I'm sorry. So, flying with buddies. Flying out with buddies. Okay. Yeah, this is definitely all of us. Yeah, I mean... Sorry. You kind of have to be in the hobby to, like... If you're in the hobby, you kind of have to have this aspect a bit, you know, because you'll come to realize that the hobby is more than just you flying helicopters. So Right, right. Exactly. You know? Like, that's not all the fun. Like, that is a big part of the fun. Don't get me wrong. I, I have great joy in flying my helicopters, and I look back, and no one's even paying attention. And I'm like, that's okay. Yeah. I mm-hmm. had an awesome flight. It was great. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm, usually when I have the best flight of the day that nobody's even mm-hmm. looking. Nobody sees yeah. it. That's yeah, it. nobody sees it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and it's like at the end of the day, we all just chat around and, you know, and especially fun flies. Right. That's like mm-hmm. the oh, nighttime God, for yeah. me. I don't do night flying. I just sit there and yeah. have fun with it, you know, just catch up so. with everybody. Yeah. I like yeah. I just like talking to everybody. Yeah, man. Love it. All right. And I think we have one more, right? Yeah. Go the for last it. one is the alchemist. Very rare pilot that is able to come up with his own designs and perhaps even build a new model almost from scratch. Oh, yeah. Or is that guy from the West Coast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've run into these type of guys. I almost want to call them the engineer, uh, yeah. some of them, because yeah. some of the guys that I know that can come up with a plane that is outstanding really ha- don't have that much time mm-hmm. under their belt. Yeah, um, I was going to say this is not that rare in the flight no. test community no no like no. it's rare in the helicopter community well, but in the airplanes especially flight test you got all kinds of guys designing and building all kinds of crazy things yeah right. i mean you got nerd nick you got ben harper yeah. he's a big yeah. one you know carl leidick um josh orchard, orchard like yeah. all of those yeah, yeah. You, you know and all of the guys just at flight fest Right stuff. That, that, yeah, yeah. There's crazy shit they're doing. A ten yeah. and the freaking, you know, the tank that's flying and shit. That's crazy. Yep. You know. No, I meant at at the event at Flight Fest where they got you got tons of teams of guys that just let's build a full scale airplane out of foam board. <laughs> yeah, the community builds that. Uh, yeah, the, these right. kids, they're kids. They literally are like three hundred percent fourteen year old kids, and they're building a yeah these huge planes and the. Not even in like the build tent, they're building it out in the, the garage, the hangar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, where um John, John Fear, you know, has his airplane usually parked in there and he's and they're building these humongous crazy planes, you know? Yep. Yeah. Um Peter uh Streepel, you know? Yeah, Another he's definitely one. very you know, very David Windesall. Yeah. Like yeah, there's tons of them in yep. that that uh community for sure. Jay Biggs. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Big guy himself. Yep. Yeah. Um, Alex. You know, yep. I mean, of course, the flight test guys. That's the, that's the bread and butter, right? Yeah. But I mean, beyond that, though, still, that's just a lot in that community that that are 
all about this. And they're like some of them, like Ben Harper's an engineer, you know, and you could see it in his design. You could see it in his craftsmanship. And he builds things like crazy and overly engineered stuff, you know. Yeah. But like you have common, you know, like Nick Simpson, you know, when he built that 200 percent space fire. Yeah. He designed it well with like the way he did the wiring, the uh, plywood and and, um, basswood and balsa, like inner construction and stuff to keep it supported. Like it was pretty crazy, you know, the the way he set that up. Yeah, and even to take the covering off and replace it with that red rosin paper. The rosin paper, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beefy, like man. why? I wouldn't. Even, I don't even know why he did that, but you know, I'm sure there was a benefit to it. Yeah, I think it's for waterproofing, right? Back before. Yeah. Flight test had their foam. Yeah. Yep. I think that's definitely not as rare as you would think in in that side because that is a bunch of DIY scratch builds. That's like the heart of it, right? Yeah. On the helicopter side, it is a little bit different. Yeah, I can only think of one guy who's built a helicopter, machined it himself. Yeah, but I mean, there's others, but there's 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 a guy who uh, 3D printed one, you know, and put the designs out and thingy first. There's there's other ones. Uh, there's yeah. people that do quads like that too. They'll they'll design yeah. their own quads, you know, from scratch, like oh, to yeah. get a piece of carbon fiber and and CNC it out and and develop your own quad frames, you know. Yep. Um, so there there are folks definitely out there like that. On the helicopter side, it is definitely a little bit more rare. Um, just because the amount of talent you need to design a helicopter is it's definitely when you need more resources yeah talent and resources and stuff. yeah yeah, yeah you can't CNC, just take a razor cutter, blade you know. and a box of foam and yeah mm-hmm. make a mm-hmm. heli yeah right. right right exactly so awesome all right is there any other ones you guys want to mention like maybe off the top of your head to add since you know I know you, you did have one or two already, but... No, those are the ones I was thinking of, the ones I mentioned. Okay. All righty then. Let's move it on to news and announcements. News and announcements. <laughs> All right, Andy, try and keep up the pace here, dude. And announcements. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> what? We got some news about the Jetty DS-12. Five ninety five, okay, U.S. dollars, which I thought was a euro five ninety six here. Well, I typed it wrong. <laughs> it's supposed to be five ninety five. Well, maybe it's five ninety five ninety nine. Ooh, <laughs> but anyway, that's uh, pretty reasonable. Yeah. I was actually impressed with that. They've kind of been rumored at that price but you know how that is i was like well it'll probably end up somewhere between 800 and a thousand but it, it it does it's kind of using the ds14 model where you you get you have all the hardware but some of the functions will be i guess locked out of the software and you can buy whatever upgrades you need or want which is actually not a bad way to do it because, mm. like, if you're a helicopter pilot, there's a ton of this stuff you don't need at all. Sure. So if you don't need it, there's no use paying for it. Okay. I see that point. I think that's a, definitely good. Fact. I mean, if you're, there's things you need if you're flying, like, a full house glider mm-hmm. that a heli pilot will never, ever need. Yep. You know, like yep. 30 yeah, yeah, mixes and, and just crazy stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, one thing that I was incorrect about is this has a plastic case instead yeah. of the aluminum. Yep. 
and it's super lightweight. It only weighs 725 grams. So that's actually lighter than a V-Control and a considerably lighter than the the other Jetty models. Yeah. So I thought that was neat. And the uh, transmitter pack is 6,200, man. Yeah, 6,200. That's pretty Yeah, it should last a good while. Yeah. Looks like it, it could be upgraded to do a lot of the stuff that the DS24 can do. So it's going to have more memory and stuff in it than the DS14 and 16, uh, like I'm using now. So things like the Lua apps, you can use much, many more of those. You can do like voice commands. Okay. I guess you could, you know, say, oh shit, and then your rescue switch would activate. Be okay. neat, nice. I guess. It's got the vibration. Well, some of this stuff is is would be an upgrade. Mm-hmm. But at that price point, this sounds very very interesting. Yeah, 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 so for sure. I'm pretty. I mean, excited it's right in it. the like as a twelve channel radio. It's right in the price range of like an IX twelve, right? That's five nine nine, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, and you can you can go up to sixteen channels. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it should cover pretty much anything. So I don't get why it says, why does it say this though? It says channels eight up to twelve, and same thing for the DS14. It's a natively, I guess, eight channels, but it can be mixed up to twelve or fourteen. I don't, I don't, I'm not understanding that. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I can understand like it's a DS12 that can be upgraded to sixteen channel, but this is an upgrade. This seems like this is just like defaultly. Maybe it's an eight Default, channel. But it it's can... eight, and then you you pay a fee and get to twelve. No, and then if you go to another upgrade I, package, you get no, to sixteen. That, I would say that that would be part of the upgrade packages. The upgrade you know, package, like, package. Yeah, it says from twelve to sixteen. So I wonder if it's eight channel, but it could be twelve if you do like S bus or something, because then you're not relying on a you know receiver itself. Yeah, they use X bus. Yeah, that's. I don't know. I was thinking it might be eight with a standard eight channel receiver, and you get four more with a add on or something. With an sure. X bus, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. The X bus will be able to, you know, you can expand it easily. It does have the 900 megahertz RF mm-hmm. module already installed, that mm-hmm. you can which unlock, is upgradable. Yep, which would be neat if you're doing anything. Yeah, long range. That, yeah, long range, or you want a like a a redundancy kind of a fail safe. Mm-hmm. Well, for the redundancy failsafe, do you need two receivers in a plane or helicopter then? Probably. Or do they make receivers that are dual band? That's a good question. You might have to have two. Because mm. then it's interesting, how do you wire that up? Uh, yeah. I'm sure they connect together through the port the on the jetty. Like, like you would hook all your sensors and stuff. Because you can already daisy chain multiple receivers together mm-hmm. for okay. redundancy. Ah, so I'm I sure see. it's the same thing. You just plug them together. Okay, cool. Pretty neat. So I'm I'm would love to get one of these in my hands and look it over. It does have fewer switches and it doesn't have any sliders. Some people are a little bit upset about. I don't really use sliders, so I don't really care. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it, it looks cool. Nice. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I mean, at that price point, I think it's a very good entry into the higher-end Jetty um, right. 
transmitters, right. you know? But they, well, they still have the older one, right? They're, they're like, there's like a eight channel yeah, You can one or still something. buy the DS14, the 16, and the No, no, no. I'm talking about the, like, the plastic one that's, oh, not, that's not in line with the Jetty models. It's, it's yeah. like a one-off, cheaper radio. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that ever really took hold or not. Yeah. I'm sure. I, I know I know the, the folks that fly Jetty looked at their radio and said, that's not a Jetty. You know, so uh, well, I think the whole purpose of it was for like buddy boxing and stuff because it was only like a two hundred, three hundred dollar radio. Yeah, I thought they were trying to break into the entry market, kind of like what a DX well, is on the spectrum side. Yeah, you know? maybe. I don't know. Ow! Watch, watch <laughs> out do, now, dude. I know my desk is fine back. I'm but at six hundred bucks, <laughs> and say you you spend another hundred dollars, you know, yeah. to get. You know, extra mixes or or whatever you want. Mm -hmm. That's still you know seven hundred, seven hundred fifty bucks. That's not bad for a a a high quality radio. I mean, you still get the hall center gimbals and all the the good stuff. They're plastic instead of aluminum, but they have the same bearings and all that stuff. And you get all the jetty telemetry and functionality. Yeah, the the resolution for the uh sticks are all the same. Yeah, so it it. I think it, I think it'll be a hit. Yeah. So we'll have to see. They're they're saying March, April. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. I think we mentioned the Goblin five seventy nitro conversion. Yeah. A few a few weeks ago. Yep. From gas powered helicopters, mm-hmm. Kerry Shirley. Mm-hmm. He posted up some pictures. Says it's almost ready for a limited production run. He's going to have some videos coming soon. This will be the conversion that fits a 50 size nitro. So like a OS 50, OS 55, YS 60, kind of the, the smaller size helicopter engine, which yep. will be an absolute perfect fit for the 570. I mean, that's the traditional size motor. For that yeah, it's a 600, 600 size. size motor. Yep. Yeah. And then I also saw that the MRCI has a... 570 conversion as well that they're going to show at rotor live so nice. this is this is interesting to see what's the same what's different kind of how two different people going at the same problem mm-hmm. at the same time see what happens yeah yeah, yeah see how they it. you know yeah. i know carrie has a lot of experience with this so um so it'll be interesting to see you know experience to someone kind of new in the market to do this right yeah, yeah, and Kerry uh, has been doing this a long time and tons and tons of gas conversions. Mm-hmm. And he also worked with Bert as far Bert and Kyle as far as testing mm-hmm. this yep. this conversion. So I'm sure they've put it through the ringer and, and oh yeah, definitely blew the crap out of it. So it'll be solid when it comes out. I I have no doubt with that. But I wonder, did they give it to the hands of a noob? <laughs> someone who doesn't have that. collective management someone who's yeah. going to bog the crap out of it it's going to fall out of the air uh, well I think that's less to do with the conversion and more to do with just you got to learn how to fly nitro Yeah, because any nitro would be that yeah it? but I mean like nowadays it's it's harder to like because I mean you know we're running these 105s they're like big block motors in these you know traditionally these 700s would run 90 size motors and it's like you know, we're we're basically putting a, a beefier big block version of it in there. So I'm curious now when you go back well, to okay, 
It depends on what it weighs. If it's light enough, you could easily run mm. 550 blades or 557 BTX, which is what I run on my 556. So then you still you're getting a smaller disc with the bigger engine. Mm-hmm. Still and I, I mentioned it on that post. I was like, so do you think this 50 size conversion would work on a Goblin 500? Because that would be like that NX4 stretch killer, like you know, right. having like a right. 50 size motor or 55 in a in a Goblin 500, like a 500 size heli. He said no. <laughs> it's like yeah, oh, probably. It won't. Uh, I was gonna I mean, say. I mean, a lot of the parts are the same, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even if you took a 570 and just put a 500 boom on it with a belt yeah. and run shorter blades, you know, with some spacers and washers. You might have to source a belt or something, I guess. Maybe. The transmissions are very close, you know. They are different, but they're very close. Well, I mean, the, the boom's longer, so I'm saying. No, but I'm saying, like, you just run the 500 belt. Oh, okay, I got you. On the 570 transmission yeah, yeah, yeah. with the 500 boom, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know, this is all just me throwing shit in the air but i'm curious it's a 570 cool. super shrink super shrink <laughs> it's a cold 570 <laughs> it's a cold 570 <laughs> oh boy uh, but yeah i can't wait to see both these because i think it's good to have this type of competition and that's one of the things that i, I feel like you know we have a lot of different helicopter brands and different like you know the competition between or the yeah. You know, YS versus OS, right? Your, right. your, um, you know, whatever, like, this servo brand compared to that servo brand. But I'm just curious, like, this is two co- two people doing a same helicopter conversion kit. You're like, that's mm-hmm. direct competition. I want to mm-hmm. see, like, what, what innovation comes out of this, you know? What version two of this? Right. Which one's be? better? I Which mean, one's better? Right. Right. That's what we want to know. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So I have a film that... Carries will sell in the U.S. and the other one will sell in Europe. And yeah, there'll be a few crossover, but that's I think that'll primarily be what happens to them. Yeah, and I think that's a downfall for like I mean more on the MRCI. I think is that it's going to be hard to get parts support. It's going to get hard. It's going to be hard to just get customer support. I know people mm-hmm. who've had MRCI pipes that like broken. You know, like it was a pain in the butt for them to get that. You know, warranted or serviced or right, anything. Right. So, like, you know, if if that customer support level or sure attitude, I guess, you know, conveys into now a helicopter conversion kit, I don't think it's going to do very well. Yeah, eh, well, might not. Well, yeah, it might not. And we speaking don't know. about that, I mean, you can always get a hold of Kerry Shirley. He's exactly. he's very exactly yeah, he's very, very good with customer service and support. Yep. So yeah, yeah for sure. That might be the deciding factor on what actually continues and what fails, you know? Right. Yeah. We've got Ross Cooper Smith, mm-hmm. the Night Wave Systems, Night Flying LED kit. Yeah. The, the Kickstarter is now live. Nice. Nice. Live without a net. I just went to kickstarter.com and searched Night Wave Blade mm-hmm. or Night Wave Blade Lighting Kits. You can find it. First of all, great show, Ross, on the BK podcast. Yeah. And yes. talk about this. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how this takes off. Uh, it looks pretty damn cool. Um, yeah. The features are insane. Like, 
Wi-Fi on your blades is ins- insane to me. Like, I know they make Wi-Fi chips small, and you know you can get like little modules for like Arduino, who knows and stuff like that, or you know little things. But that's still pretty crazy. Like to have your blades configurable via Wi-Fi. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just you know it's, it boggles my mind. Like wow, so technology is insane. But um yeah, yeah the Kickstarter's there. Uh, what I'm looking at currently is it's at three thousand two hundred fifty, and they're trying to get a goal about a little under twenty thousand. So mm-hmm. it's a little ways away, but uh, still got you know quite a bit of time days to go from mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I got over three weeks to go, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, how this makes out. Mm-hmm. He's got an interesting demo uh, video too. You can check out. Yeah, yeah, and I just want to. Th- like the the one he kind of started with, what he's calling a three twenty five plus, mm-hmm. which is a kit for three twenty five to four hundred fifty millimeter blades. They're yep. doing that for seventy five pounds, which is about ninety six dollars. You get two controllers mm-hmm. and four of the LED strips, and then I guess the wiring connectors, and you supply your own battery. Yeah. And the other thing unique about this, I mean, obviously DIY blades have been out there for a while. People, you know, I've made them. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people that make them. Um, but usually they don't, it's like, you know, you put a couple of lights on top, a couple of lights on the bottom, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> on his Oxy 4, he has what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight lights. <laughs> like On the top and on the, the bottom. Yeah. It's the top and the bottom, right? Yeah. Right. And, right. And I mean. You can make them any color. Or any, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, correct right. me if I'm wrong, Ross, but uh, I believe you can program these things in like each individual light, whatever pattern, whatever color you want, um, mm-hmm. top or bottom, you know, all independently, which is right. going to be. I think that's what he was saying. Yeah. 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 I think that's what he said. Yeah. I um, mean, you know, you'd be able to adjust the, um, like, the, the pattern itself. One of his pictures has the two outer blue rings and then a what, two, like, inner white rings. Mm-hmm. So you can mm-hmm. definitely program. Any colors you yeah, want. to turn on, turn off. Yep. But you can right. probably program like a spiral effect where like, you know, as the blades are spinning, they're like strobing. You know how like the radiant, right? The night radiant, how like a flame effect from the inside out. You yeah. Could easily do that because that's but, like, one a, of the maybe like a spiral or something. That's I mean, one of the animations that I had just seen the other day with programming what I was talking about earlier. Like they have yeah. a bouncing ball, a flame effect. Yeah, yeah, and I'm looking at the the bullet points here, and yeah, you can do you can, it supports animation, color transitions, you know, and you can do it all over an Android and iOS apps to manage it. Uh, the only thing is it does not come with a LiPo battery, which you need to basically, um, right. you know, source on your own and then basically attach. He's using the small, like the little mini quad batteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, so, I mean, you can those up at any, any hobby shop, like. Yeah. yeah, probably get a whole pack of them on Amazon. eBay, Amazon, yeah, like little postage stamp. It's not hard to get. And he's got a couple different sizes, and he's got some for three blade sets, which I think Kyle was saying that there's not really been an option to fly no. three blade head at night. Nope. Mm-hmm. So this will be cool. Pretty cool, man. And uh, also, he said, you know, in the long term, after the Kickstarter finishes, um, they've gotten kicks out kits out to uh, align. T Rex in, in UK, BK Hobbies, Lynx Heli, and Mad for You or Mad for Heli. Mad about you, Mad for Heli.com. Yeah, down Australia. Down Australia. Yeah. But that's pretty cool. BK yep. and Lynx, man, is going to start carrying them. 
or you know. Yeah, and if Lynx is carrying him, that means it can hit anyone in the world in three days because that's how Lynx does it. You yeah. Know? Nice. Yep. Pretty neat. We'll have to see. Uh, I'll, I'll have to. Yeah. Tr- I gotta try this out, man. Gonna have to. Yeah. Yeah, Ross, where's my set, man? Come on, let's do a, let's do a review on the podcast. Send me a set. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get hit within three days, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't mind. I hit back. Okay, what's next? Ooh, this one's cool. I want one of these. The Inductric Switch Air. Mm-hmm. What? So, I've kind of been out of the loop on the Inductric stuff, but there was an Inductric Switch that made a hovercraft, correct? Yep. yep. What okay. else did it make? A normal quad? Yep. It's just a quad and a hovercraft. Okay. Well, this is that same, I guess, system put into a flying wing. Yeah, but I think this is just the flying wing, though. It's not like, I don't think you can switch this back to uh, a quad at this point. Um, I don't know. Maybe yeah, not. it takes off. Isn't it VTOL? Isn't it, can it take it's off VTOL, but I'm just saying, like, the way that the back motors are banked. Oh, right, it's, right. Yeah. It's not like it could lay the motors back flat and fly it as a quad. Yeah, you can. Just, it you says can. converts between quad and wing modes in seconds with stick movements. So I assume you take it no. out of the wing and you fold the. Do you fold the back things down? Does that know how it works? Does it? Do they fold? I don't think they fold. Yeah, because I think the switch, the rear two things are not connected to the body of the inductrix. They go in whatever, whether it be the hovercraft or this wing or... Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass because I don't exactly know how it works. But, but then it doesn't make sense because why would it convert between quad and wing mode in seconds with stick commands? It, that's a physical, got to take it apart put the motors on the yeah know. yeah yeah no but you have to change the the oh, like the flight software. mode itself yeah there's no there's no moving parts of the back engines or anything like that no they're hard mounted no, but no. i think I, I see what you mean yeah 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 you know what i can see it i can definitely see what you're talking about yeah so you can disconnect the back two motors the white ones that are mounted right. on the plane and mount uh-huh. it back on the quad yes. frame, and, and yes. then like with a you know whatever stick command right. to tell it it's a quad again. Yes, Don't, that's what I yes. meant. To, yes, I guess yes, I yes. explained it wrong. No, no, and and you're right. You definitely can do that. Um, from what I'm looking at here, uh, so yes, it is technically a quad that can switch to a, a flying wing. But as a flying wing, that's where I'm interested because I have a tiny whoop, you know, so I don't need another one. But I like that it's like a small flying wing that you can vertical take off and then slowly go into forward flight. Mm -hmm. Like, without losing altitude, unlike, you know, Horizon's other VTOL... Right, where you hit a button and it wiggles around and five seconds later it starts moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it starts to drop because it doesn't have enough, you know, airspeed on the wings to create lift. (laughs) Gyro bobbles and all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's actually pretty, I mean, the ones I've seen that's more more of them crash and and re-kit than (laughs) than actually fly successful in my opinion. But yeah, so this is pretty interesting and... And this would be great for indoors during the wintertime. You just bang around and, you know, I'm sure you could hit the wall with this little foam wing and not break it or anything, you know? Dude, right. I think this yeah. would be perfect for, like, a guy that wants to get into flying. Like, the, your very first air. This would be freaking perfect. Cause you're, I mean, I guess you had some quad skills, quad flying, but maybe your second plane. This would be yeah, but you don't need great. orientation skills. I mean, you need basic orientation skills, but the, the difficult level of orientating uh, for, like, a quad 
compared to an airplane is yeah. totally different. Like yeah. you can see the direction of that airplane. But you I can't mean, see the direction of a quad. It's so slow. You know what I mean? Like that's flying too, yes. around, I, I think you could you could get your 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 orientation down and help you out a little bit. And plus, it's yeah. cheap as hell. Yeah. What I don't understand is where's the FPV version? Why they? That's what I was saying earlier. Yeah. Need yeah, FPV. Yeah. I'm sure somebody will be slapping FPV yeah, the, on the that. Yeah. The bind and fly on this is only uh, forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. So fifty bucks. Forty nine ninety nine with safe mode with flight modes. Doesn't mm-hmm. have panic recovery. Does it have? I don't think I don't, you need that though. I don't think it does. Yeah, it does have safe. It has safe. Yeah. But if it has safe, that means it auto levels when yeah. you let go of the sticks. You don't need. Nah, no, you don't need, need panic recovery. recovery. So I guess you could fly this really slow and fly it around your house, your living room. I wonder how fast it would go. Like if you were in a gymnasium or an indoor, cause it's not going to handle much wind. Oh, ain't gonna like, handle a, any like wind, a big yeah. indoor place. I wonder how fast you could get going. I mean, I watched the video. It looked like it, it could crank along. It not, didn't look fast. Not too bad. I mean, it didn't look fast, but I mean, it looked like, like your basic indoor. I wonder if it'll do like rolls or any kind of aerobatics. Did you, no, I haven't watched the video. I'm sure it can do flat spins, but uh, I don't think it can do flat a Flat spins? I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be. It's a quad. <laughs> it's a quad, but because the back motors are tilted, the way quads yaw is from spin, no. like spinning the outer two motors slower. Well, how, so, like, that, I don't, that must I don't, be how it turns because it doesn't have any control surfaces on it. No, but I thought it would turn by... Bank and yank, like so, it would reduce the power on one side to dip the wing, oh, and maybe. then it would. Yeah, but you still power have to, up the back. Nah, I watched them just turn and like almost out of a hover. So yeah, it'll yeah. flat. Yeah, it okay. yaws just like a quad. You would okay, have to. I'm, I'm watching the video now. Nice. We're flying around in like a gym. Oh, and this is this is crazy. That's cool. It's uh, <laughs> ready to fly is fifty nine ninety nine, and then the bind fly is forty nine ninety nine. It's it's that's it's funny. Yeah, it's only ten dollar difference, and you get a transmitter. Yeah, you get one of those little plastic things. But hey, if you want to give it as a gift to a kid or somebody, yeah, give them right. a hobby. Oh and it God. has LEDs on the wing too. Yeah, dude, they're flying this thing straight into the wall. It just hits the ground, and they take off again. So, yeah, this is awesome. I'm gonna get me one of these. Yeah, I think I might have to get one too. Not just me. to fly around the house and bug <laughs> my dog and my <laughs> my wife and daughter. Mm-hmm. Nah, I bug them enough. So, I probably won't get one. Well, it's so cheap, though. I mean, that's fifty yeah. bucks. Yeah, yeah. And, and that this will be fun to fly at like NAF, you know. Even though there's other things that you know that fly better, but I feel like it'd be fun to fly these at NAF or any other indoor thing. Which, we, which Kevin, you and I got invited up to to Albany or wherever that is. We got to go up there one of these days. I know, right? Yeah, we got to do that. Okay. Uses a 150 milliamp hour 1S. That's the only thing I don't like about this. Yeah, I hate the those 1S. Yeah. yeah. Approximately three to four minute flight time. Yeah. But you, I, you could probably On your put first a charge, bigger, after that, it's like. You could probably you put a 170 minutes. or a two, 200 in there. You probably you know, the 200, bigger. the longer ones, yeah. But yeah, you're still only going to get three or four minutes. Yeah, and those batteries, in my opinion, after the first charge or first couple of charges, they last even less. Yeah, they See, just now, don't hold up. I don't know that much about the switch hovercraft. I guess that I thought that was just a a three D printed thing. I think that's how it started, right? Or something. I don't know. But yeah, it, it started that way. Yeah, it says they, uh, with simplified updating uh, with updating the firmware using a USB programmer that they sell. Uh, you can convert your 
Switch hovercraft into the Switch Air. So I guess it's the same format. Uh, I don't know. I guess you wouldn't need to convert the frame. I don't no, know. you just—it's a different firmware. From what well, I it's understand. a different firmware, and you can take your hovercraft and bite a wing part and make uh, it. Into okay. Right. Right. But it's so yeah. damn cheap. Just. Oh yeah, it's so damn cheap. Just buy another one. I mean, yeah. the wing is twenty bucks. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. To me, like. Fifty dollars in the hobby is nothing. Yeah. Just go spend a yeah. $100 bill and get two of them. When you crash it, just pick up the other one and keep going. Yeah. Mike. Mm-hmm. Mike Coolins. <laughs> Coordinated turns. Cool. Okay. All right. Uh, is that it for news and announcements? Or we got anything else? I think that's it. That's it for me. All right. At last, we have a new... Uh, what is it called? A segment? No, no. Segment. Yeah. Yeah, new segment on the on the show now. And we're going to be piloting it today. We're going to try it out. We'll see how it goes. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see if this, is a, if this is a hit or not. I'm sure it'll be a hit. I was going to sure. say it's going to be a hit. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I don't, I don't have much doubt on that. Welcome to the uh, first... Freefall RC podcast Planker News Report. And uh, thanks again to Steve and Kevin and Andy. First up uh, tonight, we've got a report from the field on Switch brand helicopter blades. It was a developing story where the uh, rumors spread throughout the industry were that these folks were developing uh, blades with whistles on them. So we went out in the field and investigated that. A little later, we've got uh, some other information that came in f- through the um, switchboard here at um, the Planker Channel for the Freefall RC podcast uh, cast. I don't know what's going on now. But first, uh, here's our report about switch helicopter blades. Okay, we're in the field here. We're live on tape. Uh, we could not get into the factory with permission. And... Uh, quickly tested the level of security by attempting to enter without permission. And, uh, oh, yeah, those tasers are really effective, especially in the man parts. So now we're in the shrubs here across the street, and yes, uh, many folks must uh, walk their dogs here in this very spot. I can't see anything in the distance, but there's, there's, uh, yeah, I hear a, I hear whistling. I think they're... You know what? I think they're actually testing now. Maybe I can, if I can get it out of this shrub. Oh, jeez. Get out of this shrub with less cuts and scrapes than getting in. Oh, God. Oh, boy. That's going to need... Oh, Jesus. That's going to need stitches. Oh, Jesus. That's going to leave a mark as well. Jeepers. All right. I'm working my way over. I'm getting closer. Can hear... Hold on, folks. Hold on. I hear something. I, don't, I can hear something. Let me get a little closer. Oh, I, you know what? I, I can see stadium lights now, and there's a great big field on the other side of these trees. They, you know what? They must have a great big airfield to test. Oh. I can see... Oh, no. It's a high school... It's a, it's a high school football game. Shit. Okay. All right. First thing I got to do is slow down the bleeding here. There's no helis here. And there's nothing about Wister. Oh, God. My vision's fading now from blood loss. All right. That's it. We're all, we're all, we're all done here. Hello. No one is available. 
unable to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Mr. Ross, this is Tennessee Custom Tractor. The uh, pink uh, wheel covers you ordered came in for your combine, but the lettering department isn't quite sure if you wanted to say Dandy Andy, is that correct? And you want that in pink. Call us back, please. Thank you. Hi, Mr. Uh, oh, actually, it says Freefall RC Podcast. That's not a person. Well, whoever you are, sir. Uh, the test results came back, and it looks like that rash is going to get worse before it gets better. My suggestion is don't scratch it. Um, come to the back to the office and get the proper cream, and uh, hopefully it'll get better. Thank you. Mr. Yun, this is uh, Sam Champion from Wilentz, Goldman, and Spitzer, the law firm. We were able to um, process your request for information on the um, restraining order from Mr. Let's see, Mr. Kyle Stacy. And yes, it does include public bathrooms. If there's anything else we can do for you, don't hesitate to call. Thanks. Holy crap. (laughs) Mike D is insane. I hope I hope his leg is okay. That sounded bad. I I know, right? (laughs) That does include bathrooms. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. God. I don't know what he said. What did he say about the the pink hubcaps? (laughs) And what what was the lettering? I I didn't even understand that. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to listen to that again. Pink uh, <laughs> wheel covers that say Dandy Andy or something like that. Oh, Dandy Andy, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. In pink. Oh, my pink, favorite yeah. color. Mm-hmm. Oh man. <laughs> He's just unbelievable. So awesome. we should tell our listeners if you want to hear more of this. Yes. Uh, let us know. As we do. Yes. Yeah. Let us know in the comment. Give us a comment. Okay. Yeah, we need to know. We need to hear if if you know, because it you know, it does take time for Mike to do this out of his, you know, his uh, busy schedule as it is. So, um, yeah, if there's something that we want to continue having him do, we definitely need to, you know, let him know that this is wanted. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, this is wanted. But, yeah. uh, you know, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's awesome. That was great. Oh God, I was crying. I had my glasses off. I was crying over here. <laughs> okay, I guess. Uh, yeah, that was hilarious. All right, what's next for you in the hobby? Uh, what's next for you, Andy? Not much. Not much. I'm actually leaving in the morning, going to Louisville, Kentucky, to a farm show convention, whatever. What? So I'm not going to be doing much RC this week. Wait a minute. I'm just intrigued at a farm convention. Okay. So, like, what do you guys do? Like, show up and talk about your pants or your hats or something? Or Yeah. Your we compare overalls. Overalls? You're like, I got, See who I got has some the best 40 boots. Inch, <laughs> I got some 40-inch spinners on my combine. What you got? Do you guys do, um? <laughs> what do they call that, um, cow tipping or anything like that? Or pie chucking or whatever it is? Yeah. It's, um, no, it's cow pie frisbee. Cow pie frisbee, okay. Right. And then you have horse poo baseball. Okay. And um, and then various other stuff that I can't talk about on the radio. Okay. 
<laughs> no, this is the uh, National Farm Machinery Show. So it's just a place to go look at all the new farm equipment and technology and whatever's happening in the farming industry. Do you have a drink every time you see a tractor? Dude, if I did, I'd be like passed out in the first three seconds. Yeah, he wouldn't even get into the venue. Oh, man. That's not, that's great. No, that's cool, dude. <laughs> no, so that'll be, I'll, that's fun. I'm going to go hang out there Louisville. for a couple days. Nice. So Louisville, Kentucky. Not much for me. Yep, Louisville, Kentucky. Cool. What about you? Me, I'm going to do more simming for sure mm-hmm. and uh hopefully i'll get a chance to fly on saturday or sunday uh it's supposed to be at least nicer uh than today we got some little bit of snow and i want to f- work on the finishing the blue fo xl uh in highly anticipation for our next uh, night fly at the club i think it's gonna be cool it's gonna be crazy yeah. dude you tell me the- about the radiant lights you put in it is it like the what? I just ordered the the radiant light package from Horizon. Okay, so the actual what's in the not radiant. Yeah, and they are they're cool. they're similar to what I ordered, and I program with the Arduino. They're individually addressable, uh, yeah. but it's already been pre programmed and all that. Sweet. But uh, what I what I did was, I I'm, I cut a half inch piece of foam away from the entire edge, and I'm kind of like embedding them in the foam. So I'm putting okay. I'm putting them and then I'm putting that half inch piece back, and so it'll diffuse through the foam. Yeah, and it's it's ridiculous, oh, that's dude. Be cool. Yeah, you can see. Oh, it's you gotta send us some videos, man. Yeah, I want pictures. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I nah, took pictures. Uh, ain't gonna do good. You gotta do videos. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta see, see the, video. the yeah. the effect. And then I took a couple and put them underneath the vertical stabs and uh, one in the very like one single LED at the very end of the vertical stab on the top there and it, it looks pretty cool and i got the uv leds i'm gonna put strategically i'm not gonna overdo it on those but it should look freaking crazy dude are you gonna have them so you can turn on and off the uvs and also turn on and off the the radiant lights i don't know if i can turn the radiance on and off if i did if i did want to do the speed and change the pattern i would need a seven channel receiver because then i'd need I'd need three to fly it, and then I would need four more for all the controls. I was thinking about actually picking up that uh, device that Andre got, kind of like a go-between unit, mm-hmm. um, where you know you 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 solder on your leads to the control point board, and it takes care of it. I think it's it's kind of bypassing those, you know, those Hobby King uh, receiver channel switches type th- things. You know, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at that. I'm gonna see what that's yeah. that's all about. I need to look at those i might that's i might get one of those for my radian i need to do something i haven't even touched it as far as controlling the lights yeah yeah i gotta do it too yeah do it so that's Should all we do it? that's all i'm gonna be up to man and maybe i'm gonna mess around some more with the sequencing leds because that really has me like i can do anything i want like anything with with that one mm-hmm. and, and if that's on the front leading edge of the versa wing it'll look pretty badass it'll be kind of nice. crazy yeah, man. So that's it for me. Nice. Who wants to go next? Like, well, it's just me remaining, I think. <laughs> um, I forgot <laughs> to mention right. this uh, during the what I've been up to, but I, I forgot it. That X-Ray uh, 3D plane, I built that. It's all done. Yeah. Yeah, you saw it. Um, I just have to add wheels to it and add the prop, but yeah, it's all done. The control surfaces all work. 
do anything I might do is right now it's it's currently I just I set it up on uh, DX9 but I might switch it over to the V control so I might do that later I'm not sure uh, I I do have a couple of V controls or a couple of Neos that I'm gonna pull off of uh, some of my older helis I don't fly anymore and so I, I can definitely put one in there um, but I think I might save that one for the, the plane I'm gonna be buying in a week or two so, so okay. yeah cool uh, but yeah I might I might just fly with the spectrum it's all right nice um, and give it a try it it went together really well really easily it's super light like i mean i didn't put a battery in there yet so i don't know what it weighs with the with the battery but i mean if i throw in like a little 4s 1300 you know like the old uh oxy 3 batteries i have tons of or even a 2200 i, I mean that thing's gonna be super light and super like Agile, I guess you know. Dude, as that far thing as 3D was plane. really light. I was I was yeah. shocked at how light it was. Yeah, and it's not much to it, so I don't think it's gonna handle much of a crash. So <laughs> we'll see how long it lasts, the longevity of it. But um, yeah, but uh, yeah. So that's what I want to work on is get that kind of hundred percent done and get that hopefully made in uh, this coming weekend. Um, yeah, I still have to work on the radio. It's been lazy. It's in, been in the garage. I just haven't been uh, motivated to go in the garage in the cold right now. But um, yeah, I'll hopefully get to those lights before our next night fun fly and get that set up. Cool. Besides that, I'm wrapping up for that AMA East show, you know? Yeah, and when is, oh, that's uh, 24th, right? Yeah, not 23rd, next weekend. 24th. Not the weekend that this episode comes out, but the weekend after. Nice. Yeah. Andy, do you think you'll be able to make that, or you're still not sure what the other thing um, that's going on that week? Possibly. Cool. No, that'd be great if you do. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool. I think I'm dragging Jeff out, man. I think you should. I'm driving to his house and I'm dragging his ass out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm knocking that Jack Daniels bottle out of his hand and bring him out. <laughs> Smack. Nice. <laughs> cool. All right, let's uh, let's go through our wrap up. All right, let's wrap it up. So let's look at Facebook likes. We are at 850 likes. That's definitely more than last week. Yeah. And it looks like we have a plus three this week. And here's the names. We have Rob Swindle. Kevin Maldonado. Kevin Maldonado. And David Williams. David Williams. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. Andy? All right. What do we have for Facebook comments? Andy Williams. Uh, Facebook comments. On last show, we had uh, some comments going back and forth. Uh, Ross Cooper Smith, he said he just got to the bit about Luca's magnetic mounts for the Oxy. He posted that on Facebook uh, that they were under development and nearly finished. Uh, it won't be listed on the website. Yet, and of choice, of course, the Chinese New Year is happening, so my guess is the production will be on hold for a little while. He also said, Lucas said they would be out soon enough, though, maybe February, March for the Oxy magnetic canopy mounts. That's freaking cool. He's making those, man. It really is. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome. I think I think more companies need to do that. You know, none yeah. of these like thumbscrew stuff. You know. Yeah. If you ever fly a protos, you really get spoiled by those because oh, yeah. you just kind of throw the canopy at the helicopter and it attaches. Yeah, yeah. Especially the way the protos does it with the front mounts. It just, uh-huh. click, click, it just goes right in. That's yep. what Cricky used to do. One-handed. Every helicopter should have those. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he also said uh, Sprung Collective is the future. <laughs> uh, with a smiling emoji. 
He said it takes a week or two, but to get used to it, as Craig said, but for 3D flight, it's superb. It really helps you feel your collective and your position on the model more accurately. He says he's flown helis, quads, planes, and nitro like this. It can work just fine for all of them. just means you got to wear a strap for hand launches. Uh, so Craig asked him, uh, do you fly the quads and planes with full stick and throttle or just the top half, like zero throttle at the bottom or center stick? And he said usually top half. And they went back and forth. If you want to read more on that, um, you can go to our Fruitful RC Facebook page and check out the link. Nice. Check, check out the thread. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Thanks, guys. He also he also said uh, Jetty is superb for planes. Okay, not touching that one, dude. I've sure. heard I've heard enough crap on Facebook from everything I do in my normal everyday life to know I'm not touching that. Nice. But V bar is awesome. Yeah. V bar rules. V bar rules or dual rules. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, any more Facebook comments, or should we move it on to website comments? Website comments. Uh, <clears throat> yes, we just got actually two brand new emails. Um, yeah, we got a bunch of emails. Well, uh, but I mean, two brand new ones. Two yeah, brand new ones as we were recording the show from uh, Rick yeah. Maddox. Uh-huh. He says he can't wait for the new episode to come out. You three guys are perfect together. The banter is the best part. And be nice to Kevin. He's old like <laughs> me. Like Kevin, I'm also sponsored, but by Bud Light. Nice. Nice. <laughs> not awesome, want thanks, to get Rick. us together and then what was his uh yeah his, his second email his second email was uh just keep up the great show guys makes my commute bearable which nice. dude if we can make somebody's commute bear- bearable dude i'm done done that's mm-hmm. awesome that's yep, all i need yep. to hear because commuting sucks yep uh let's see here so we also have Dar- uh daryl thorpe wait a minute andy said for sure andy your commute is like out the back door right yeah but I imagine it would suck if you had a long commute. <laughs> Dude, just come up here one day and we'll drive into Manhattan one morning. Yeah, no, you can take I'm the good. train. You can take I'm, the train with me. No, I'm just good. drive in with me. We'll go eight miles. It'll take us an hour and a half. And that's not a good Yeah, but day. it'd be so fucking funny sitting oh in my the God, truck dude. with you. Oh, man. Yeah. Because yeah, I'd be <laughs> yelling at people fun. left. Right? Yeah. I'd be oh. laughing at you, making fun. Yeah, it'd be awesome. I'd be yelling out the window. This does this tunnel really go to Holland? <laughs> uh, shit, sorry, Steve. No, no worries. All right, so Daryl Thorpe, he emailed us and he said, "Hey guys, I have a topic to request for the show." Okay. And his question, is, his topic is about training. How do you personally like to train and learn a new maneuver? Do you repeat the same maneuver over and over again? On the sim and then try it at the field. Is there a particular regiment that you perform every night on the sim? Then at the field. So he's uh, any. Are there any tips and tricks other pilots have given over to, over to you while learning a new maneuver? So basically, how to break down some uh, maneuvers or aid with the muscle memory. So there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that he he basically uh, said on here that um I think we could make this definitely a show. Uh, okay. Yeah, I was just gonna know? say that. Yeah, it's def- yeah, it's definitely gonna be a, a show. And yeah, I think there's way too much to cover now, and with just the comments. So I think yeah. we, we can devote an entire episode to this. Yeah, topic. we'll definitely we'll definitely do that. Um, let's see what else do we have? Uh, our very own David Hill, yeah, Hilda Flyer, emailed us, and he made a HeliFest 2018 highlight reel, which is uh, which is awesome. Yep. So. 
go check it out on his uh, his YouTube channel. Um, shoot, what was his YouTube channel? I think it was David Hill. I mean, Hill to Flyer. So um, look up Hill to Flyer. But yeah, how do you spell Hill to Flyer? It's H I L L. So Hill D A Flyer F L Y E R. And he has this under Extra Hill to Flyer Extra. Hill to Flyer Extra. Yeah, look that up. You know, you can go to our Facebook page and check out the the link. Um, mm-hmm. Dude, you got Chris Rybert flying his scale. Heli. Yep. You got us flying. Yeah, you got Viggins. Frank killing it. The Viggins. Frank, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Frank was amazing. Yeah. And you can see Steve flying his goblin. And mm-hmm. uh, just the good times we had, man. It was a lot of fun. It was a perfect day. Not a cloud in the sky. It was a really good good video. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You can see me flipping my oxy into the beans. Yeah. Numerous times. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to need some time for this. So our very own Plank RC News, uh, Mike DeGenero, also sent us an email. Oh, geez, dude. Double dipping. I know. He's double dipping on this Ooh. one. So this one's a long one. So we're gonna. I'm gonna blast through this fairly quickly, just because there's a lot of words here, okay. and I don't want to. I'm sure there's gonna be very hilarious moments. I don't want to um, cliff note it, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, and remember, this is this is all a joke. So don't take any of this serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, from SAB, rumors persist that SAB will soon to be releasing a new helicopter with a new drive system. Unnamed sources claim this new drive system is powered directly from your PayPal account via Bluetooth. The cost of flight per minute will vary depending on your helicopter size. Implanting sensors on a new model can detect the pilot's facial expressions, and the software will evaluate your attitude using algorithms that can modify flight control. This model will adjust flight modes, settings, difficulty levels, and flight times based on how much you like or dislikes you. Jeez. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Uh, from Horizon, the latest version of the iX12 transmitter now includes 2019 TurboTax software for the upcoming tax season. And also an app to remotely control your TV and a garage door opener. More astonishing is that the addition of integrated salt and pepper dispensers, a bottle opener, a nail clipper, no words on the sales of this new radio. However, pre orders will include a pipe cleaner, a roach clip that attaches to your neck strap. Jeez. <laughs> He's out of control. From Free4RC, some industry insiders are speculating about the possibility that Free4RC merchandise may soon be available. Hmm. Hmm. Details are hard to pin down, but many believe the Free4RC podcast team will be marking three product lines, one from each cast member. The Kevin product line, vodka and pickled flavored ice cream, a helicopter blade measuring tool, better known as a ruler, and (laughs) downloadable 3D printer files with names like Lady Favorite, The Intruder, and Just Call Me Kevin. (laughs) No word on what those objects are used for, but we noticed Kevin also has a line of personal lubrication products for sale. (laughs) Oh, my God. Dude, those products range in size as they were announced, too. From large to yes. small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Now we have the Andy product line. The Tennessee Edition Airplane Tuning Kit, a.k.a. a big rock and a stick, Soy Boy brand short shorts, and Andy's original homemade handsome cream. This reporter wonders why Andy happily sports the sh- sh- short shorts while filming his new position at the Dancing Chief. But obviously has not used Hanson Cream product on himself. Nope. Okay, so 
<laughs> this one, of course. This is the Steve line of confusion. <laughs> he oh, just won't boy. let this go. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. In Steve's case, uh, wait, sorry. In Steve's <laughs> case, information is spotty and confusing. We understand he is marking secondhand objects like used bars of soap, cup wrappers, used phone coffee cups, old newspaper, and much more. Plus, these items are apparently very highly priced. When asked about the strange collection of items and the high price, Mr. New Respondent, don't you know how much Kyle Stacy's trash is worth? <laughs> oh, no further questions were necessary. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, man. Now, now, this is my first time reading this, so I did not know any of this. That's <laughs> all true. Okay, and then he puts an update. Last week's email about Kevin's magic show had word had a word Steve was tripping over. It. It's pronounced... <laughs> I still can't pronounce it, Mike. <laughs> Prestigitation. It means sleight of hand or conjuring, but in the context describing Kevin's activities, a more accurate term would be the Latin quote, dumbest Maximus, or the Italian, <laughs> you stupid fucking ass holia. <laughs> stupid ass holia. Yeah. Keep or hobby strong, he says. Mike D. <laughs> this is fantastic. Thanks, Mike. This is, this is why. I wanted Mike to come and do a segment on the show. Like this kind of talent, I just, you know, I mean, he did mention it when uh, when I spoke to him about it. He's like, well, I could do that, but, you know, that would kind of take away at, at you reading the the emails because that's part of the the allure of it, right? That's part of the, the, the laughter and excitement that, you know, that the way I read the, the emails. So, but Mike, mm-hmm. Steve can't read. Yeah, I, I could barely read. <laughs> that's what's funny. Yeah. No, so um but I think I mean we we've all heard Mike's uh his creativity here and uh well uh, he's awesome you know, man. Yeah. I I and, you know I'm okay with him. I'm okay with both. <laughs> yeah. Fan freaking tastic. Uh we do have other emails that we should be reading and All right. Let's see here. We have one from William Shatman. William Shatner? Shatman. Did you read that wrong? Oh, okay. It's William Shatner's cousin. Oh, yes. Okay. His Jewish cousin? He says, <laughs> he says, well, thanks to all heli podcasts out there. As a planker, quote, uh, for 15 years, I got the heli bug. Nice. I'm progressing with flight simulators and a Blade 130S. Wow. I, re- I recommend getting a 230S. That It'll blow that 130S out the water. Uh, I'm a builder, and I want to start wrenching on a kit. However, I'm stuck on a million choices, primarily the Oxy 4, Goblin 420, or Goblin 500. If you have any... have. Another suggestion, please let me know. I'm a very indecisive person. I like to, I, I need a push so I can do a TikTok into greatness. <laughs> nice. Uh, P.S. How in the hell do you leave an iTunes review on the iPhone, anyways? <laughs> Help me, Nigel One Kenobi. You're my only hope. Uh, you don't, <laughs> you don't know the power of iTunes review. Uh, awesome, man. Thanks. Um, I would say, dude, you know. I'm torn between Oxy three, Oxy four, but if I was starting all over again, I'd probably get an Oxy three, you know, just because just the me, the the guy I am, you know. But you, mm-hmm. the first, I think you're doing it great with the sim, and you're doing great with having a smaller, you know, model that you can fly around. But uh, if there's somebody at your club that can help you with a setup on your first kit, man, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. You you'll need someone to help you with the setup to know like. Which way your gyro is supposed to correct? Which way this is supposed to? Which way does your tail blades move to give you left rudder and right rudder? You know, like little things like that. 
it's hard to explain when you read a manual or, yeah. you know, maybe it's a little bit easier if you do some YouTube videos and stuff. But coming into it, if you don't know, it might be difficult. Definitely see who's around in your neighborhood, in your club um, that can kind of help you. And you can bounce questions off of them and, and get the answers immediately. Yeah, because it might be something you you, you, you went over a hundred times. You're like, I, I know I have that set up right because I've done mm-hmm. that. And then Steve walks up and goes, that's not right. Yeah. Idiot. Or like, I know I set this up right because I flew this helicopter and then did some change and then and then the helicopter ate itself because I swapped the gyro around. I've been flying this helicopter for years and I had the tail rotor spinning in the wrong direction. <laughs> that happened to me. Yeah, yeah, you know. So definitely reach out to someone. Uh, if you can't find anyone, then there's Facebook groups. You know, it can be done. Even post on my on our you know Facebook page. We'll try to help you any way we can. Maybe do like a live session or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. It so. can be done because I don't want to scare people away if maybe they're out somewhere and they're yeah, yeah, heavy. Because yeah. I never had. I was an accomplished sport pilot before I ever even met another helicopter guy. Okay. So if if you can read and understand the manual or watch a video, it can be done. Yeah. But it's definitely easier if you have help. Yeah. yeah it it. By a hundred times makes it more. But he also uh, said successful. he's a builder and a you know been in RC yeah. for fifteen years, so he yeah, may have exactly. a lot of experience. Yes, control yeah. surfaces and setup and gyros. Who knows? Yeah, and that's what all it really is. Is it's pretty much kind of the same, right? You know, exactly. like control surface on a plane is the same as a pitch on a on a helicopter blade or mm-hmm. on a, your your tail blades, right? So. Yep. But yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I don't want to scare anyone off from the the hobby saying that, you know, if you don't have help, you can't succeed in it. You definitely can. Yeah. It just makes it a hundred times easier if you have someone that is already established pilot that you can, you know, get help from. But um, it is definitely possible without any help and with just like YouTube and, yep. you know, internet searches and, and Facebook and other, you know, um, forums, you know. If um, I can do it, so can you. Yeah, if Freddie can go. fly, so can you, right? Yep. Yeah, which that's how I learned a lot of my stuff from Freddie can fly videos. Freddie Cordova. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched a lot of his videos on how to, you know, all his instructional sim videos. I watched them all. Cool. <clears throat> all right. Do we? Let's see. What else do we have? I know we have some more. Oh, by the way, um, it's great, uh, Andy, that you were you did help him by showing him with a screenshot how to. Uh, yeah. Leave a review and stuff, and and then your opinion about the Octi Four and Four Max and all the the goblins and synergies and whatnot. So awesome, sweet. Uh, Daryl Thorpe also emailed us. This, I think, do we read this one? I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is we read the original part of his email, but he replied back more recently. He says, "You guys complain about no iTunes review." He hooked us up. DFT Thorpe is his user on iTunes. Yep, yeah, I figured that. So awesome! Thanks again, Daryl, for hooking us up with that iTunes review. Yep. Yep. Did you read? Did we read the one from Mike D about the after yeah, hours? I don't think we did. He says, uh, "Hey, hey yeah. guys, your appearance on the RC After Hours podcast did not suck." <laughs> That's all I said. <laughs> I said, "Great job, fellas. Hope to see you soon." Nice. I'm glad it didn't suck. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Yeah, it did Thanks, not suck. Mike. He didn't say it was good, but it didn't suck. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard that episode yet. I'm so, I'm still behind a little, so I'm catching up. I'm also glad that the email he sent us is virus free. Yeah, AVG virus protected. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> People of Podbean, what do we have? People of Podbean. 
uh, trying to surprise me with that pod bean, and it didn't work. Uh, we had some activity. Uh, we had Steve Ho liked episode 160, review series The Oxy4 Max, Easy Dog, Greg Eagle Jr., Andrews Glenn 924, Doug Bow. They all liked episode 161, listener series volume 17 with Craig Quinlan. Quinlan? 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 Quinlan. Quinlan. And Great Eagle Jr. started following us, and so did Happy Tech Blog. And Jar Utherfer. Utherf? I don't know. Started following us. Uh, so thanks, guys. Awesome. Thank you. We have any comments from Podbean? Uh, we do. All right. Lay it on me. So four days ago, we have Gray Eagle Jr. Okay. Craigslist said, put springs on it. Beyonce always says, put a spring on it. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> happy breakfast. <laughs> I think this is supposed to be sung in like that, I guess, Beyonce song, put a ring on it. I don't know. Yeah. How does that go? I don't know. Andy, I don't it. know either. You gotta know. I don't know how it goes. It goes oh 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 spring oh happy breakfast happy, happy breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> All right, so uh, thank you. <laughs> Who wrote that? Keep up, Gray Gray Eagle Junior. Gray Eagle. I gotta Jr. look this guy up. You said that he's on Heli Freak. Yeah, Gray Eagle. Gray Eagle. Gray Eagle's been on Heli Freak for like twenty years. Yeah. I think this guy might just be parodying him, that guy. Oh, uh, okay. Or is or is it that guy? I don't, I don't know. know. It's pretty damn funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm interested to to see here. Okay, uh, let's see what else we have. We have Gamusino, Gamusino, yeah, something like that. Uh, one day ago says funny episode one sixty. I used to play first with my apples, and then I began to get <laughs> with my banana. <laughs> nice work, guys! You make my working hours nice. Oh, Winky geez. smiley face. Wow, dude! Wow, <laughs> the freaking song I played at the end of the last episode. Everybody was freaking killing me. They were like yes. laughing. It. They they said it was hysterical. I can't remember where I saw that. So I forget who it was that 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 clued me into that song and i was like oh i'm putting that at the end of the yeah, show i wish i could remember it because somebody posted and said that yeah there, there was a thing called apples and bananas yeah it was on facebook for sure uh so mm-hmm. forgive me i forgot i'll find it for the next time <laughs> and that's it for pot bean okay. itunes review uh there's nothing new on itunes hopefully we'll get one soon yeah so drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read the review in the next episode. Email us at freefrc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Check out our webpage, freefrcpodcast.show. Dot show. Say hi to Chris Reibert. Hey, Chris. Flight Test Forums, off-the-field audio and video production. Other than Flight Test Podcast, Free4RC Podcast, sitting next to our friends, the FT Community Cast. Which, I don't know. I love Pat and Mike. I know Pat just got out of the hospital. Uh, he was having some uh-huh. serious things going on, yep, so yep. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he's doing all right. Yep, good to and hear. Yep. We talked to Mike just recently. I uh, saw him come online, I think, when when we were broadcasting or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I hope those guys are doing all right. I'd like to hear more from them, uh, you know, hear what they're up to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's the same with quite a few people we list at the end. We're not sure what's going on with some of these podcasts because we haven't heard from them in a while. We're not, yeah. we're not talking about you, BK Podcast. We hear from I know. you all the time, and we love it. 
We do love him. And that last episode, you broke that one hour mark. Yes, they an did. An hour and like one minute or something like that. But yeah. I'll tell you what, dude. I get a lot out of every episode. I have no idea like what they're going to do next. Like They're always like, hey, write us for suggestions and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll listen to this one. And I get so much out of each episode. It's, it's awesome. Really digging it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they have so much experience under their belt. Well, it's exactly, like, yeah. When you don't you know, think you're going to learn anything, you know, you find out that, hey, helis were janky back in the day, and, you know, the the the, the cutouts before Spectrum, the brownouts, and the, you know, they used to happen with 72 megahertz. You know, no wonder the old plankers now hate helicopters because they remember the days when it was probably chasing them down the field, and the guy flying was oh, yeah, like, I lost it, I lost it. You know? Yeah, yeah. And that was their, you know, first influence with, you know, with helicopters. So, I don't know. It, it just gives you a little bit of a different perspective on, on things. Yeah, too, you know? it just gives you more context about just the way the hobby used to be in and yeah. where it is now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. RCHeliHangouts.com forum under RC Heli Hangouts main section podcast corner and free for RC podcast and next to our friends the RC Heli Hooligans podcast. Walt Ned. Yep. Bull Pitch podcast. Jimmy Jimmy Jones. Jones. And Frank. And Scott. And, Scott. and Frank. Uh, Telerotor Podcast. Mike, Mike, and Shaggy? No. And then we have, uh, what do we have? I think that's wrong. Mike, Mike, and Shaggy? Yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> it's, it's all right. I, I left my notes in the, in my other pants. I don't know. Uh, Mike, <laughs> Mike, Mike, and Robert. <laughs> yes. Grumpy, Megan, yes. and Shaggy. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, let's see here. Uh, and then we have the BKRC Podcast. Yep. Pert and Kyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, high voltage with Bobby Watts. Bobby Watts. Uh, RC Roundtable. Mm. Uh, with Fitz, freaking Felix, and Oscar. I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> Fitz Walker. Fitz Walker. Terry Dunn and Lee Ray. And Rick Grimes. And <laughs> Rick Grimes. <laughs> and Jimmy Jones. And Jimmy Jones. <laughs> and, uh,. I think that's it. No, oh, RC, dude. RC After Hours. Yes, RC After Hours. Yeah, RC After yep. Hours. Yep. Chris, Chris Mike, Mike, and Andre. Yep. Yeah. Cool. I think, I think that's it now, then, right? Hey, so we gotta, when are we going to do our, our live Q&A? Are we going to be live on Facebook, live on YouTube? How are we going to do this? We're going to live on Facebook, right? We haven't we haven't discussed it. I'm well, kind of putting Facebook Steve on the spot. Facebook makes it a little bit more difficult. Okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, well, they do it on gotta, Facebook, right? Yeah, I mean, Facebook is fine. I just gotta we gotta talk to Chris and just see how does he how does the uh, after hours guy stream it? Yeah, because they stream the Skype call, but I don't know how they get the Skype call into. Yeah, you know, well, I'm, I'm sure a quick Google search will help me find that I, too. But. Yeah, see, if you notice, he doesn't really put the Skype. Well, he does the audio, so he's mixing that. The video though is just put up on a screen that you can see. Yeah, yeah, true. I see what you mean, right? Right. But he's getting the audio in there somehow, or another. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, we'll figure it out. You know how we do it. We can maybe even do it live, like when we're all in, you know, together, like at an event. You know, if you make it up this um, later this month, maybe mm-hmm. you know we can we can see if we can schedule do something at the field, maybe for like yeah. an hour. Yeah, I was going to say like an hour thing or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely, I think, uh, you know, it's something we're going to work on and we're going to... I think when we figure out the logistics. 
Yeah, when we figure it out, we'll post up a day or two ahead so you guys yes. can know exactly when, and that way you can have some questions. Yes, and yeah. and actually, we'll try to give as much lead time as right. possible, so that way folks can um, comment the questions ahead of time, too, in case they can't make the live feed, but they can see the pre, you know, the record yeah, later on and yep. their answers um, that way, too. So, yep. yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right. Cool. Thanks to our listeners. Free our skies. And we'll see you next time. See you. Bye, guys. Next time. Bye. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye. See you later, alligator. Bye. Lap. There's a lot of what cheese. are you gonna do? Not enough Indians. It's the same story. Not enough Indians. Yeah. I'm offended by that. Oh God. Why are you are you one sixty fourth Indian? Are you also running for president? Maybe. <laughs> well, it depends what Indian you're talking about. The because American Indian. Both. I'm one sixty fourth. Both. No. Oh, all right. One sixty fourth American, Native American. Well, what did I say? Not Indian. What did I say? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I don't even know. I just like to say I'm offended because it gets you all riled up. Well, dude, I said <laughs> chiefs. What, you, what kind of Indians do you think I mean? There's only one Indians. Well, wait a minute. I thought India. there were two. No, there were two Indians. Oh no. Yeah, there are. No, Columbus there's or actually whoever. three Indians because there's no. American Indians. There's a the American Indians, Indians is not a, is, is, is a India, term that... And then there's the West Indies Indians. The West Indies. And then there's the freaking Cincinnati in- Indians. <laughs> American Indians is not, a, is not, a, is not actual, Indians. It's not a proper there's term. There's those two. That's five. Um, yeah, but American Indians is not a proper term. <laughs> I don't there's care about five. proper terms, dude. I'm, I'm way too on in life to care about proper terms. They're not American Indians. They're Native Americans. Yeah. Mm, I guess. So who came up with Indian Red? The white man. Damn it, I should have known the answer to that one. <laughs> who came up with Indian Summer? The freaking white weatherman. I should have known that one. Mm-hmm. Indian giver, white white guy. Oh, sure. Definitely. <laughs> uh, scalper. In this country. You know who was the first uh, self-made female millionaire? She wasn't white. It was a black woman. Oprah? No, dude. <laughs> no. Was, she went around door to door selling hair products, dude. Who, Oprah? No. <laughs> First uh, self made. <laughs> I think Oprah did too, actually. Oprah was the first billionaire, I think. Black woman who become a billionaire. Madam C.J. Walker is the wealthiest. Self-made Any relation to Texas Walker? Time. Texas, <laughs> she's no. Well, they called her Madam Walker because she used to walk door to door selling hair products. Mm. Mm. 1919, man. That was a lot of money in 1919. And a, lot of, a lot of money in 2019. Do it. I got news. You guys suck. <laughs> that's not news. <laughs> oh, that's right. Can't put that in. Let me delete that. Everybody knows that. Let me delete it. All right, deleting it. Ha, ha, ha.
I was raging. What was what was I raging about? I don't know. I'm, I'm losing track, dude. Sorry, I'm losing <laughs> track of your rage. I fest. forgot. I, I forgot because uh, clearly I'm upset. Clearly, so fucking mad. I forgot what I was mad about. <laughs> it, I don't know. Like you know, if anyone gets the raw MP3 audio and the tagging. <clears throat> <clears throat> Push it, Kevin. Push that, it real good. That video is hysterical. It's like, how did these women make any money? All they do is dance around on stage. That's and how they make money. Really saying nothing. But that's how they make money. That's mm-hmm. pop music, Kevin. Talk about where you been? Pop music. Yeah, where you been? Scooby Dooby Doo up. Pop pop do up. We're gonna build a wall. That's offensive. Big, beautiful wall. Oh, dude, start with the offensive. I'm going to drive down to Tennessee and just <laughs> punch you. Okay, come you're, on. And you're going to have all your buddies there. I'll take you to Dollywood and show you a good time. Freaking, you have all your buddies there. Uh, Tub Green going to come out and be like, <laughs> I don't want you picking on Andy. Like, Listen, you guys can kick the shit out of me. All I want to do is see Rocky Top. That's it. Okay, I'll take you to Rocky Top. Right. We'll, uh, we'll go visit. <laughs> Then you guys are. Then we're done. All right, so where, where are we going here? All right, so Kevin's like, I've seen Rocky Top. I can die happy now. I can die a happy man. Wait, what is that? Is that actually like a place? Yeah, it's a town. Yeah. Steve, where the fuck have you been for the last six months? Let me see. Shared with me if I oh, have wait a it. minute. I can. Oh, I do. In. I have it. I have it. He shared it yeah. out to me. Oh, okay. <clears throat> So we could do that. I already have that episode kind of built out. We're the biggest group of fucking assholes on the planet. We are. (laughs) All three of us. You guys get on me. We get on Steve. (laughs) Steve and I get on you. Well, I mean, that's that's just guys being guys. I don't I don't see that being as fun. You don't have to be it. an asshole. So, do you want but to do that then? Let's do, let's do. <laughs> it fucking helps. <laughs> but it helps. It fucking helps. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's do it then. There's a document called Episode One Sixty Two Pilot Classification Part Two: The Listener Edition. Do I have to refresh to see it? Yes. Refresh. Can you hear when I play something over my headphones? No, right? No. No. Okay, so you can't hear the episode right now that I'm playing. Steve, I've no. told you, your head is not that hollow, dude. I don't know. As much as you think it, it might be. <clears throat> Wait, open your mouth. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. He's done. What? We, we pissed him. Oh, we thought we pissed you off and you ran. Rage what? quit. We thought you rage quit. <laughs> I rage quit. We thought we heard we heard we heard a sound uh, like you ripped off your headphones and yeah, ran away. We heard like a kerfuffle. <laughs> <laughs> I hope uh Hope uh Heard that last time I was at the um bar mitzvah. Hope uh no, that was a Greek wedding. I heard that. <laughs>